Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Controversial Call. It's been two weeks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the blame on that one for sure. Uh, busy week last week. Have some job interview stuff going on, and they needed a bunch of stuff last minute last week. So we weren't able to coordinate times. Nobody's fault. Tim should be back with us this week, and if you hear a random phone call ring because we do so much editing on this, um, you might hear a random phone call. That's Daddy C hopping in for this conversation. So he's got a few more responsibilities than I do. So I decided to go ahead and get started. He should be jumping in at any time. So guys, I do want to apologize for taking a week off. That might happen here and there. Just so you know, once summer hits, whew, it's going to probably go to every other week, I think is what we decided on because... Baseball's good. Like, don't get me wrong. Baseball is fun to go watch, and uh, I look forward to seeing what's going down with this baseball season. But, yeah, summer gets a little slow. So if there's big news, we'll hop on. Um, Before Caleb gets on here, just real quick, a reminder. Virginia won. I know. It's been that long since we did this. That's old news. We'll get into Tiger Woods in a minute. But Virginia won, so pretty stoked about being right there. You guys know how I like to be right. So Virginia won. It was a good win. Defense wins championships, and they played defense when they had to. They really clamped down. I'm not going to say much on it because it is old news, and I'm sorry I missed doing a an episode for you guys. But Virginia looked good. Um, I'm happy. that great. Uh, two great redemption stories two weeks in a row. Like, solid stuff by the sports world. Thank you. First, you have the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed, come back the next year, and win it all. And they win it in a style that's totally different than everybody else. They win it with defense, and Virginia's been told their coach can't win with his style. Well, FYI, everybody, he can win. And not only can he win, he could win it all at Virginia. So, Virginia's not really a... um, powerhouse school per se when it comes to basketball or many sports so very impressive win by Virginia uh, won in the NCAA tournament congrats to those guys way to have that redemption sorry for those seniors last year that had to watch from home this year and see them win it this year but you know I know you got, you were cheering your guys on so hopefully you guys are doing well hopefully you enjoyed the weekend because the weekend was freaking awesome Dude, we have a call coming in, and I think I think that's him. All right. You there, man? Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Just fine. Dude, good to have you, man. Dude, no worries. Let, let me get this uh, Bluetooth reconnected so you're uh, so we can hear you. So that's my bad, guys. No worries about being late. So. We, we just wing it here anyway, so that's all that matters. Dude, there we go. Now we're cooking. So, how are you doing, man? Doing just fine. Good. Busy week, but hanging in there, so. Absolutely, dude. I totally understand. I was telling the, telling the guys, I was like, last week was nuts. So, yeah. I have a lot of last-minute interview stuff come up, like last minute. So, I had to do a lot of sermon prep for that stuff. So, 
but it went good well. Yeah, exactly. Good, definitely a good problem to have for sure. So, and then I was just giving them a quick synopsis of Virginia and congratulating Virginia. And then I was about to get into some, some business. So dude, do you have any words about Virginia real quick? Uh, no, not really. I, I, I mean, I always have some words for whatever, but uh, <laughs> I, I think, uh, um, I do think, I mean, I think the best team won the championship and you always really got to love that. Um, I, uh, I think it's interesting, you know, Virginia is like the other, it's like the good boy. Exactly. Team, yep. Know? Exactly. And it's like the, it's like the team that you want your, like the guy that sister to date type of team. Exactly. Um, I I love That's a great, it's really a great program, great coach. Um, and I think best, the best team won out and that's the way you want to, that's the way you want to see it. I, you know, the the whole final four was just a really enjoyable final four to watch. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm glad to see, uh, an overtime championship game, uh, Yes. I'm always glad to see that. And, and it was, was a great game, too. Pleased to be a small part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, so I was just saying, like, the last two weeks have given us two of the biggest redeeming stories uh, that you can have in sports. First, you have Virginia going yeah. from losing to a 16th seed to winning it all. And then you have Tiger Woods coming back and winning the Masters. And we'll get more into that. But what do you think about those two stories back-to-back? Pretty, per, Like, the biggest week you can ask for in sports. Yeah, for real. I think uh, you know, there's there's certain there's certain things that you get to experience in your life on a sports level, and you get to watch. Um, you know, I think there's there's very they're they're few and far between, but when they hit, they're they're pretty amazing all through the sports world. Most definitely, I think one of the more recent ones would have been the massive comeback you know, by the Patriots with the Super Bowl and, uh, and with the Falcons. I think that was, that's a good one. Something that we probably won't, we won't see again. Um, everybody thought Tiger was done and I don't want to steal your thunder, but everybody thought he was done. <laughs> I thought he was done. He thought he was done. He did. And he, he, you know, stages a massive comeback and, in a difficult sport to come back in exactly and uh and uh it was just it was cool to see it's cool to see you know the acc you know back in the championship and see virginia kind of redeem itself and um even though you might not be necessarily a fan you're most definitely a fan of uh, a complete 180 absolutely and people putting people putting it together and winning some type of trophy or medal or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, I think I'm thinking of like Michael Phelps, like we'll, we'll never yeah. see anything like that ever again, probably. And so when those times come, just take them, cherish them, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hope that maybe someday you'll be able to see something just as awesome as that. This week is no exception. Dude, so that brings up another actually random topic that we're going to get to right after we do some business. But just so you can think about it while I'm doing the business side, um, dude, other games that are as redeeming as those games. You talked about the Patriots game. Just just think of an, another few. I got a couple in the back of my head when it comes to college football that are like, 
whoa, I don't know when I'm going to see this kind of game again. But before we get to that, real quick, uh, we got a sponsor, and Matt Tracy, he's doing great work with uh, coffee. He's keeping me awake and keeping me going every single day, and I appreciate it. And like I say, every single week, my wife keeps drinking it, and it keeps going by quicker and quicker because she's home and she takes more cups than I do. So if you guys want Happy Camper coffee, the best coffee, the best coffee I have had, um, and I like this stuff. I use it in the K-Cups. I use it in pour-over. I use it in a pot. Whatever you want to do, it's good coffee. Remember to go to email happycamper.coffeeroasters at gmail.com. Again, that's happycamper.coffeeroasters at gmail.com. Good in a Keurig, good in a pour-over, good in whatever you want it to be in. Uh, oh, I've cold brewed it too. Excellent cold brew. So I know some of y'all like that. I do cold brew every once in a while. And it is an excellent, smooth cold brew. So highly suggest this coffee. Again, his name is Matt Tracy. He rocks it with this stuff. He gets the beans fresh. Then he roasts them. And then within, I believe it's 24 hours, it's sent out to you twice a month. Twice a month it's sent out to you. And remember, you get a discount from $35 to $30 if you let them know Controversial Call sent you. So remember, that's happycamper.coffeeroasters at gmail.com. So back to uh, what we were talking about. I just want to throw a game in there that I'm like, you, you said sometimes they don't happen. But usually when they do happen, they happen together. And you talk, brought up the, the Patriots going nuts on the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Falcon fans, but, I mean, you're still the butt of the jokes. But then you have uh, that year, same year, we had Deshaun Watson and Clemson take down Alabama in the right. last six seconds. That game was nuts. Right. So, yeah. And then the, the biggest one I can think of in college football history is that one. And Texas USC back in 2005, 2006. That was when yeah. Vince Young was at his best, obviously. So, but dude, not much more yeah, on that. I'm, 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 I'm kind of trying to tack my, tack my brain a little bit. <laughs> dude, I know. I, I threw, I threw it out of left here. field. I think, no, it's all good. I think, uh, as far as, in, you know, I'm, I think the whole dynasty, um, in sports is, is is fascinating to me whether that's one individual like Tiger Woods winning 15 majors and yep. shooting for 18, beating Nicholas. Who knows what's going to happen? And I think it will. Um, you know, you have dynasties of teams and NFL and basketball. You know, I think of me into basketball in the first in the first place. You think of you know the Bulls winning yeah six different championships within you know a, a really a seven or eight year period of time, really between '91 and I think it was '98. Um, two different three beats like mixed in there with yeah. one loss in the middle, mm -hmm. um, and then you know something. And so you know we're we're all younger and perhaps didn't know as much about sports as we do now. And then we get to a little bit more recent and it how the the Golden State Warriors. I know it's it is controversial with who is on their roster and what everything, but you, you look back in. Um, I believe it was 15 and 16 when they finished with single digit losses. Yeah. 
um, for the season and, and a grueling, I mean, we could say the same about an NBA season as we do in baseball. It's a long, grueling, too long season. season. But to have only, I mean, that's a, that is a lot of pressured home games, a lot of more pressured away games. And to finish with, I guess it was like 72 and 9 or 73 or 74 and 9, something like that. It's just, it, it, that's something that we'll never, we're never really going to see again. Um, and uh, so I think those are really the, the two, the two that, um, of course, I could go off on, you know, the Tar Heels and their, you know, <laughs> yeah. the run of the run of championships within the 2000s and mm-hmm. so on. But um, and the differences of teams that get to experience, there's just oh, there's no team that's alike, yeah. which I think is awesome. The same Tiger that won. You know his first Masters in what ninety eight, I guess it was ninety seven. Yeah, um, ninety seven. So the first that's that's not the same Tiger. No. His game is completely different. His set of clubs is completely different. His mindset is completely different. And and yet, you know, he gets to experience victory again. And um, with the the different teams that I know and love within the Tar Heels organization that won within two, the year two thousands and on, you know, until now totally different looking teams i mean virginia is a totally different looking team oh absolutely than last year's villanova and, mm-hmm. and yet it's it's just you never know you just don't yep. know and that's what's so awesome about sports it's what's so awesome about about championships is that you really never truly know but once you find out who won the championship you're like yeah i can believe that exactly and Duke, that leads us right into masters talk and if you think i'm getting like super heated about what i'm about to say it's because i might be but also i had to turn my ac i have a window ac unit in my apartment I had to turn that off so we didn't have this fuzz in the background so everybody that's listening you're welcome but uh if i get a little too warm and hot in my speech it's just because it's really hot in my apartment right now so south carolina is not cold right now um but with that like getting into what happened in the masters and what happened with tiger woods this week first of all i'm going to say this this was probably the the last time we had this many people on the leaderboard that had previously won a major there were seven going into sunday seven people that have won a major who are on the leaderboard at the Masters. So people you expect to win on the leaderboard at the Masters. Last time we had seven was 1966. 1966. So in recent memory, I believe this to be the most competitive, best Masters that we've seen for a long, long time. Was it Tiger's most dominant performance? Absolutely not. Tiger's most dominant performance was his first Masters ever in 1997 when he won by 12 strokes in his first PGA golf tournament ever and his first major ever and his first Master ever, and he destroyed it there. They literally changed the course for him, but I'm getting off course. So real quick, the leaderboard, uh, people I was following during the Masters, we had Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson, Kepka, uh, Day, Fowler, Watson, Mickelson, McElroy, Spieth, out of all those guys that I was specifically following, all of them finished in the top 21 in score, with the lowest score being McElroy and Spieth 
at five under. So this was a phenomenal Masters for those who wanted to see the big names. Dustin Johnson at 12 under, Kepka at 12 under, Woods right at 13 under. And Tiger Woods looked like Tiger Woods of old. He had a bogey on the front nine on Sunday. And after that, he played nearly perfect golf. And if he got himself in a jam, which he always does with his driver, he was perfect with his irons. He was incredible with his irons. And he was good enough, excuse me, good enough with his putters. A year ago, uh, a year and a couple months ago, I remember watching him play I think it was December 2017 or January 2018 I remember him playing in the Bahamas before the season started and I was like wow Tiger looks different he had back fusion surgery to fuse vertebrae in his back that he had never had before that was his last step before he was like I might be done with golf if I do this he has back fusion surgery I'm like wow he looks different he actually looks competitive and not sore after every single second and I thought to myself oh man if he has just an ounce of, of confidence, he's going to take it a long way because he's Tiger Woods. And uh, I remember I made a post on Controversial Call. I had a picture of Spieth who's being super inconsistent and still has. Like He's been on a steady decline for the last two years now. I said, I think you see after the Valspar, when he finished top five, I think number two, I was like, you see two golfers right here and one's – they're both going in opposite directions. Spieth is going down and Tiger is going up. At the time, Tiger was ranked in the 200s. And I was just absolutely lit up for that statement. But it's proven to be true. Why? Because uh, I was very confident in what I saw from Tiger and what he would be able to do. People were telling me, Tiger will be done eventually. He'll be, he'll be out. He'll be gone. You won't even see him after the Masters because he'll just be broken again. I was like... Well, talking to some chiropractor buddies who was on the show last year, he was like, after a year, if that back fusion surgery hasn't snapped, then it's not going to. Uh, only problem he's going to have is if he has another problem. So the back fusion's totally fine. And, yeah, I doubted him some this year just because I didn't think he was playing the best golf. I had no doubt that he could come back. He came back last year and won against the best players on the last weekend of the PGA Championship. It was incredible to see. So we knew Tiger had it in him. So no, this is not a surprise to see Tiger win the Masters, but is a great cap to a crazy journey uh, where Tiger did some pretty awful stuff, and he brought a lot of stuff on himself. We're not going to deny that. But Tiger also got help. I don't know who he is as a person, and I'm not here to say where he is at now as an individual or a human being. But what I saw in the realm of sports on Sunday of Tiger winning was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in sports, seeing him come back as a 43-year-old winning the Masters after not winning it for 14 years. That is incredible to do. Golf is a mind game. And I said, if Tiger ever got his mind back, watch out. And he knew it too. Tiger's got his mind back, people. Watch out for Tiger Woods. He's going to be great. And I just enjoy being right also, so that's why I wanted to bring this up and bring us through that entire timeline. But this weekend was great golf. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, go back, watch the highlights, see the celebration. It's great to see someone not named Patrick Reed win the Masters. I cannot stand Patrick Reed. But 
if you don't know why, just go look him up and go backstory of Patrick Reed, and you'll learn why really quick. Um, but, but, and you just saw in the in the applause and everything, everybody was cheering for Tiger. And if you weren't cheering for Tiger, it was because you just didn't want to be wrong. I totally understand that. I can do the same thing. But with that said, one, we had the greatest Masters in recent history this weekend, and it was phenomenal to watch. If you didn't get to watch it, I'm sorry. And two, seeing Tiger come back was one of the coolest things you will ever see in sports history. So that is my stuff about Tiger. So you got anything from this weekend, Caleb? Not really from this weekend. I think I would agree. You know, in, the, in recent history, it's most definitely going to be memorable. It's one of the greatest ever. If you want to go all the way back when none of us were even around, back in 65 and 66, I think it was, yep. when Jack Nicholas won two in a row. Um, that's something that you know nobody's ever going to forget. Um, I remember watching when Phil Mickelson finally won in 2004. Um, off of the, it was like the exact same putt from Ernie Els, and <laughs> Phil's ball was just a little bit behind mm-hmm. um, Els, and so, and it was a little bit of a wet surface, and so it could literally follow the line all the way to the hole, and you know he won with a birdie on 18, and he beat Ernie Els by just a stroke and you know and like things like that where it comes it's it's a long time in coming and when it finally comes it's like this the world the sports world lets out this massive sigh of relief and sigh of of um contentment i guess you could say this is this was a long time in coming um how tiger responded with his family I mean, here's a guy whose family really fell apart. Yeah. Um, and we wa- and we watched it falling apart. And to see his response with his family, um, his mom and his boy, mm-hmm. um, after after he won, it, it it seemed to me like this is this is a guy who's been through the ringer. His priorities are different. You know, whether we agree with them or not, his priorities are different. His focus is. Maybe not where it should be, but it's more so on his family than it was. Yeah. Um, and, and so to see to see his response, I was kind of looking forward to seeing what he would do uh, with his the, the family there, and to see that. Yeah. Um, kind of did my did my heart good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just out, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I just like I said, the the sports world had this massive sigh of relief. And yeah. Contentment. Um. When, when Tiger won this, this past weekend, and so props to him. Dude, yeah, I would say um, Tiger Woods, seeing him at the Masters last year and going with somebody who'd been in years prior when he was in his prime, I went to a practice day, Monday, first practice day, Masters. I see him on hole six, par three. They're walking down the hill, and, dude, I get a high five. And people are getting high fives left and right from Tiger. Now, he's not going to do that on game day, and I don't blame him. I wouldn't do it on game day either. But uh, the guy I was with was like, Tiger used to never do that. He used to never acknowledge fans, even on practice days. And if somebody yelled his name, he was acknowledging them. He was waving. He was smiling. He was having fun. 
and the guy who'd been following him forever, he's a bit older than me, so he's been following him through his prime and everything. He's like, this guy's different. Like, we don't know what's different about him, and but he is different, and that's encouraging to see. So it was good to see Tiger come back and win. I'm going to say this. I don't think there is a single person in sports slash sports history who is more iconic or polarizing than Tiger Woods. Not a single person. Because all eyes of America were on Tiger Woods. It helps it's a single-person game, but not even Roger Federer moves the needle like that. But Tiger Woods moves the needle. It doesn't matter who else is on. If Tiger Woods is competing in something like the Masters, everything, everything else would take a back seat. So I don't know what you think about that, but... Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Dude, that's good, man. We agree. We got to get uh, Timmy back in this show to see if he can disagree with us a little bit. Yeah. Dude, maybe we'll just... He's like he's like mini Tiger. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, he'll be back. He'll be back. Pocket, pocket Tiger. Uh, he, I think he got back from the Philippines today or yesterday or something like that. So, we should have him next week. Sounds good. Dude, hopefully he has a microphone so we can actually hear him this week. That's right. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, so with that, we're going to, uh, close the book on the masters, but man, what a masters it was. And we're going to transition into something that, uh, that's going down April 25th coming up real soon. Uh, we'll have one more show before, uh, the NFL draft begins. And I think a lot, I think there's going to be some big mistakes in the NFL draft, uh, some stupid picks. And I, I think one of the dumbest picks is going to be Kyler Murray. You, you can say I'm wrong, and I'm totally okay with that. But, I, hey, so real quick, I was totally wrong with Baker Mayfield. Like, I ate cr- mad crow with Baker Mayfield. I was like, oh, my goodness, Cleveland Browns. And then they picked the uh, corner, Conley, out of Ohio State. And I was like, Judas Priest, you got to be kidding me. I cannot believe you took Baker Mayfield and Conley when you had Quentin Nelson and Saquon Barkley sitting there. But it is what it is. They actually made decent decisions. They traded for good wide receivers. They traded again for good wide receivers. They put stuff around Baker. They have a defense that's actually pretty good. So I'm impressed, and I eat crow from from my Baker Mayfield position. But with that being said, I do not think Kyler Murray will be good in the NFL. So what do you think about the Kyler Murray saga or well, extravaganza. I'm not, I'm not sold I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield either. You look at um quarterbacks who went early in the past who had fantastic years and then fell apart whether for you know whether for injury. I mean I think an RG three is screaming my name and, and there's a strong comparison to Baker Mayfield and even Kyler Murray. But did Baker leave um, early? I thought he stayed at Oklahoma for three years after transferring and having to sit out for a year. No, uh, yeah, he. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about when they went into the draft. I'm talking about when they were drafted. Oh, okay. I got you. And I got I'm you. Not, I, I'd like to see. I, I want to see three solid years from Bake Mayfield. I saw one solid year in a few games from RG three, and we, he's he's <laughs> Dude, on the back burner, if trash. not more. Um, I was never, you know, 
uh, you know, we could talk about Russell Wilson and his new contract too. I don't necessarily want to, but you know, I think that's just way too much money to throw at Russell Wilson. I'm not saying, I mean, he's a, he's probably a top 10 quarterback, but again, you play behind a defense that historically is one of the best defenses. I mean, anybody can play that position and look good. I'm not saying that he's bad. Don't don't misunderstand me. Dude, but yeah. is he worth that type of money? I don't think so. Dude, I, so when I we, you know when you throw Kyler when you throw Kyler Murray in the in the conversation, um, he had one good year of college. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he um, you're gonna probably kill me for comparing him, but Tim Tebow multiple. <laughs> Had multiple good years yeah. in college. Agreed. Tim Tebow, of all people, proved himself within college yeah. um, that he was going to do something in the NFL. Um, and now, whether or not that 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 talent would transfer over to the NFL, people misunderstood that. And I think he is a he is a product of the lousy coaching of of a head coach named Josh McDaniels. But yeah, it, it, it all is going to depend on. Um, Kyler Murray gave us a good year of college. Okay, did that prove that he's the number one overall pick or that he's going in the first round, that he should go into the first round? I think there's other quarterbacks within the draft that have proven themselves perhaps more so than Kyler Murray. It's still um, I, don't draft. I think he might be a Russell Wilson talent. I don't think, like, I kind of tend to agree with you. I'd like to see him succeed, but he just hasn't proved himself. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I do not. They have the first pick of the draft. Uh, if I if I if I pick Kyler Murray, I, I'm not keeping him. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just I'm I'm not keeping him if I'm the Arizona Cardinals. But, but you know what they're going to do? They're going to and they're already starting to talk about it. Um, <laughs> they're going to tra- they're going to trade. It's just what what is the what is the 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 mental problem of and the ethical problem and the and the I don't, I don't know i don't know how else to explain it but you're getting a quarterback in the first round and you're getting the next exact the straight after that the yep. next year you're getting another quarterback in the first round you know what do you what what is it called when you do the same thing over and over and over again and you get the same result it's called insanity dude absolutely right? so it's not you know murray's a great passer and everything but you know, you look at Josh Rosen. They picked him because he's a good passer. Yeah. So what what is the difference between Murray and Rosen? If you're going to pick up Murray, uh, if you're going to pick up Kyler Murray, then go ahead and use him as use that as trade stock. Don't yeah. keep him, and but don't get rid of Josh Rosen just for this other guy. You're just going to go in this vicious cycle every year. Agreed. I think you're right. I think there's going to be some dumb decisions that are made, and I think some. Some team, some team is going to pick up Josh Rosen, whether that's the Giants, um, if that's what Arizona finally decides to do, which I think they will, unfortunately. Yeah. They're going to get, they're going to get a gem. They're going to get a diamond. I think they're going to get a diamond. Agreed. I called that Josh Rosen was the best quarterback in the draft last year. Same. Yep. From watching him play, from watching him play, and and again, that's debatable. But I saw him, and I was like, man. Arizona Cardinals really were smart in picking him up. Absolutely. The guy doesn't have weapons around him. The only <laughs> weapon Christ, he, he has was his running back who is hurt and a wide receiver who's wretchedly old. Okay? Dude, absolutely. He has no offensive line. 
That's what needs to be dealt with. Keep Josh Rosen. If you're going to get Kyler Murray, then jack the price up on his tra- on his trade stock. But, I mean, get, get, get your defense is rough. This is a <laughs> yep. offensive. This is an offensive line, a deep offensive line draft. Get some guys around Rosen to build this guy up. I, I just, I, it's, it's insanity why you would, why you would put your faith and trust in this in this one quarterback that you got last year, and then go ahead and drop an, another first rounder. Yeah, absolutely. With with a guy that hasn't proven himself like Josh Rosen had proved himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just I, I don't I don't understand I just I don't understand that logic, but it's probably what we're going to see, and so I'll be interesting to see who. Rosen gets traded to whether that's the Giants, the Jags, whoever. I mean, yeah. the Patriots. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but we'll see. You got, you got four quarterbacks. Yeah. All right, dude. So I'm gonna really. Go ahead. Yeah, so, well, I'm gonna back you up real quick. If Kyler Murray yeah. is, if you think he is at all going to be Russell Wilson, I say you take him with the number one pick. And that Russell Wilson is worth his money. Why do I say that? Is because what you just described with Josh Josh Rosen and what he has in Arizona, no offensive line, and hot garbage at wide receiver, uh, is exactly what Russell Wilson has worked with his almost his entire career is an awful offensive line and hot garbage at wide receiver. So what they might be looking at is Murray has wheels. So will he have wheels enough to slide? and throw accurate passes like Russell Wilson because I think without Russell Wilson's wheels, uh, he he looks like uh, – was it Derek Carr? Is that the older one yeah. that went to – yeah, yeah, Derek Carr that just got destroyed because he had no offensive line with the Houston Texans. And so I think if you think Kyler Murray is going to be Russell Wilson, you take him number one because Russell Wilson is a franchise quarterback. And one, if he had an offensive line around – would be phenomenal. Just like how Andrew Luck took that next step this year. Everybody's like, oh, Andrew Luck is just average. I'm like, dude, he hasn't had an offensive line. He, what, ruptured his spleen or something like that because he got hit so much? It it was nuts what happened to him. So offensive line makes a quarterback. If you think he's going to be Russell Wilson, which I don't, I think he's a great, a phenomenal athlete and somebody who would be a stud at running back open field running back and wide receiver, more of a Darren Sproles type guy. I think he'd be phenomenal at that. But I do not see him as a QB. Uh, so we're in agreement there. I just think Russell Wilson's worth his salt for sure. Yep. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's, it is interesting to see there is a comparison yeah. between baseball and football. But um, Between the both of them as well, which is mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Dude, but um, can we anyway, agree? These dual, these dual sport athletes it just blows my mind, but it's awesome to, to watch. Can we agree um, you shouldn't waste your money on Dwayne Haskins? Um, well, let me kind of let me talk about the quarterback position. Really, the first rounders, you're looking at Kyler Murray, you're looking at maybe Dwayne Haskins, you're looking at Drew Locke from Missouri, you're looking at Daniel Jones from, from Duke. All right, so, um, <laughs> Sorry. The the best the best quarterback really would would fall at number three and number four of that list. Drew Locke and Daniel Jones more than proved themselves. Um, they have the instincts that they have. They're not the the, the most athletic dudes that you'll ever see playing football. Yeah. 
Um, but but you know if I'm if I'm a, if I'm a team that's looking for a franchise quarterback and it's and something to build upon, I'm looking for further down the list than Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. Again, these guys are awesome athletes. That doesn't mean that you're going to be an awesome franchise quarterback. Just ask RG3. The guy was such a freak athlete and so athletic, he ran around, he got hurt. Yeah. Just ask Michael Vick. The guy never won a Super Bowl, and he was an awesome franchise quarterback, but he only could go so far because of his athleticism versus his raw I don't want to say raw talent because that's similar to athleticism, but his athleticism and raw talent versus his QB instincts. Yeah, absolutely. QB, like just just legit QB, QB ability. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if I'm looking for a quarterback, if I'm looking for somebody, I'm going to look for I'm going to look to Drew Locke. I'm going to look to a Daniel Jones. I, I'm yeah. not going to I'm not going to search for Dwayne Haskins if he's still available in a third or fourth round. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but he's but gone I'm like not, to the Bengals. People but he's say he's not going to. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to. Tyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins are going to go before these guys, and we're and again, I'm rooting for them because they're young kids. But you know, I don't see, Dude. I don't see Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins really being being a. I don't see him being a Russell Wilson winning the Super Bowl. I don't see no. him being a Tom Brady. I don't see him being a Drew Brees. I don't see him, you know. I don't see him being, you know. Whoever yeah. is that, that comes to your mind when you think of solid franchise quarterbacks, I just don't see that. I see it in Drew Locke. I see yeah. it in Daniel Jones. I just, I just, it's, it's not a deep draft for QBs quarterback wise. It's not, but they're, you're, that's what we're going to see in the first round. Everybody's waiting for and Trevor just, Lawrence. <laughs> it just, it, it blows, it just blows my mind. And yeah, and when you look at Dwayne Haskins, you know, I mean, he has some athletic ability, but not much. Like it was a big drop from JT Barrett to him in the running game. Like, he couldn't run. And then people are like, yeah, but look how many yards he threw for. And I'm like, okay, well, he's thrown to Earl Campbell Jr., uh, Weber, and uh, who are the running backs? I can't remember the running backs right now. I just remember he probably had the best set of athletes. Yeah, him and uh, – sorry, that, that clock just threw me off for a second. <laughs> but right. no, no, no worries, man. Uh, it's good. It makes for good radio, great radio. That's right. <laughs> so you have Dwayne Haskins and his, his. You know, we're just talking about his throwing tree, like his route tree for being able to make throws is very limited to slants and a deep ball that he's not even 50 50 on. So I'm not huge on Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. The other two guys I would be more on board for <laughs> in the third round. That's how good I think that, like, I don't think the first quarterback should be taken take until the third round. Oh, dude, Caleb just dropped out on us, man. So let me call him back real quick. See what happened there. Oh, it's beautiful music, guys. Let's see if he comes back to us. I don't know if he will. This makes for great radio. Dude. I have to FaceTime him in or something. See what happens. So, I mean, I'll just finish until he calls me back. Uh, with Dwayne Haskins, Locke, and uh, the guy from Duke. I can't remember his name right at the second because I don't even have him going in the first round. Just 
the draft class for quarterbacks is sad. With that being said, on the flip side, defensive line, it's incredible. It's one of the best defensive line classes I've probably ever seen. Let's see if I can FaceTime him real quick. Dude. Uh, the classic FaceTime noise. You're welcome. Shout out to whoever has FaceTime. We're connecting. Dude, I wonder if his computer died. So we're going to wait for him to see if he calls back. If he doesn't, I'm just going to close, close this out, bring us home. So it's what I do, guys. So you can listen to my voice until he pops back on here, possibly. Oh, I see him attempting. There he is. Hey. And he's back. Can you hear me? I think we're coming. Hey, no worries. No worries. We got this. So what did I miss? Dude, so I just finished up on uh, – let me f- – here, one second. Let me finish up. I just finished up on Dwayne Haskins real quick, talked about his uh, route tree that he can't throw in, and then I also said that those other quarterbacks, Drew Locke and the one from Duke, don't even register for me because, I mean, none of these quarterbacks I would pick before the third round. I just think the quarterback class is – absolute garbage and then i basically said but comparatively you go to the other end of the spectrum this defensive line class is incredible yeah well i was gonna i was gonna add to that i think yeah go ahead defensive this is a defensive draft um and the offensive the actual actual offensive line depth within this draft is actually it's it's deep um yeah you you got you got at the top. I mean, the tight end yep. position is deep. Um, you you can even go so far as to say the wide receiver, you know, draft is 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 solid. But you you get to the edge rushers, you get to the defensive lines, it's you get nuts. to even uh, the Devons and the linebackers. You got Devin White from LSU. You got Devin Bush from Michigan. Uh, you got you know. Um, Greedy Williams from for the quarterback or a corner back position. Those yep. are not really, really really don't have any safeties, but you have Clemson's line, defensive line. Your Ed Rusher, your defensive, your defensive line, your your even your wide receivers. It's just not a running back quarterback draft this year, and that's okay. Yeah, you know what? that's okay. But we're gonna see a Kyler Murray go. We're gonna see a Josh Jacobs from Bama go at running back probably in the yeah. first draft. Um, <laughs> Judas and, Priest, and so. You know, you're, you as, as a, I always try to give some of these teams a little bit of a bone. I try to throw them a little bit of a bone because <laughs> you know, you got it's a it's a quarterback driven league. It's a it's a it's a heavily running back rushed league. Um, but you have to build you have to build your team around guys that have that that are are have proven themselves. Yes, but that are also something that you can build your team around or, or as leaders of an offensive line. I mean, you've got guys like Andre Dillard, who is really a true left tackle. I believe that's what he plays yeah. from Washington state. Um, you, you got these guys that are just there. You know that they're, they're not, they're not going to flop. They're going to be young. They're going to be raw, but they're going to be solid. And yeah, so why nobody wants to waste a first rounder on an offensive line. Nobody wants to waste a first rounder on a defensive tackle or 
I mean, Ed Oliver from Houston, I think that guy is going to be unreal. I think he's, he's the next the Aaron Donald. He's the talent of anybody. Yep. Um, I, don't, I, I, think he's got, I think he's got more uh, possibilities at his fingertips than even Nick Bosa, okay? So, I, so when you've got these guys still on the board and you need a position, well, that's not the first, that's not the first thing on my list that I need. Okay, who, who cares? <laughs> All right, you guys use your, you know, put Mad, put Madden 2019 into some. I mean, it's not real, it's not realistic, okay. But use some draft picks to get somebody else that you know has even proven themselves in the NFL. Get some of those. The people don't trade. Yeah, I agree. As much they don't trade draft picks as much as I think I would. The winners do. Nobody's tried it, therefore nobody knows. Man, it might it might make me lose my job for forever, but I would definitely I would try that. You know, uh, how much talent is still playing in the NFL that came from the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds? Yep. Or not even drafted. There's so much talent. The NFL is so deep with those players, and you look at the statistics and how deep is the NFL with actual first round talent that are starters? Yeah, exactly. Okay? It's it's rather disappointing and it'll give you nightmares if you actually look up the statistics. Okay, so it's not it's not a waste mm-hmm. to pick up T.J. Hawk to pick to pick up T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa, who's a tight end. Okay, he's a tight end. That's not a very important position. Well, that that is debatable, but this is a guy who has enough talent to be a number one or an easily number two. Wide receiver, exactly. Gronk. As far as yards reception, yards after you know after reception, things like that, and and even no, I mean no fan too, who is also from Iowa. Um, I just it it blows my mind that it's it's like people lose their minds and freak out saying yeah. I need to get Kyler Murray, I need to get Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't I don't get it. I have no rhyme or reason to trust some of these teams i mean i'm looking at I, i'm a huge jaguars fan boy you know jacksonville has messed up the draft when they go first round for blaine gabbard they go first round for blake Bortles, and you're just like oh my word these guys haven't they haven't proven themselves maybe blake Bortles a little bit at what was the university of central florida yeah maybe but, but, but what 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 is he in? What conference is he in? You know, so you have to put all of these things together, and I, it just it, it it frustrates me to the living end of the world. But I, I think it'd be, it's, it's going to be a very interesting slash frustrating draft. Dude. I'd love to see all defensive defensive players and offensive linemen go in the first round. I would love to see that. It's not going to happen. Absolutely. And, dude, I, I want to piggyback off of what you said about teams um, just basically stinking. And then you're like, hey, dude, get some offensive line. It's not the sexy pick, but get offensive line. Two teams come to my mind, Cowboys and the Colts of recent years, who decided, all right, let's do this. Let's go get some offensive line. Let's bust it. And then all of a sudden, wow, they could block. So their running back could run, so their quarterback could throw. It was incredible. And they went from uh, top 10 pick to a playoff pick. And then the Colts had the number four pick in the draft last year. Number four 
pick in the draft. Now, granted, they did have Andrew Luck come back. But the year before, they still weren't looking too hot. I don't think they made the playoffs with Andrew Luck. So they get Quentin Nelson. And then they get another offensive lineman in the next round. Both of those guys started. Quentin Nelson was considered the best offensive guard in the NFL his rookie year. So you can find these guys in the draft, find those special players, because offensive line is what makes an entire team. The offensive line is the most important part because with a great offensive line means you can sustain drives, means you can have play-action pass. That means you can run the ball. You can control the clock. And when you can do that, you can keep your defense off the field, keep them fresh, keep them ready to go. That's why I've always – my philosophy is always build from the inside out. And if you had to give me a choice, being a defensive guy – it hurts me to say – but being a defensive guy – Offensive line is still the most important position. And there's definitely some good offensive linemen, but the defensive line draft this year is just nuts. You have all those Clemson guys in here. And then just rattling off the first three, Nick Bosa, Ed Oliver, and uh, Quinn and Williams, those guys are nuts. Those guys have the ability to be your your Khalil Max of your defense. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll never you know count a Bosa out. Just look at the Bosas. I think there's another one coming out of high school, coming into Ohio State. You know he's going to be an All-American and a top-five pick in the in the future. I don't know what they feed those kids or what's in the gene pool, but the Bosas know how to do it, and they know how to do it right. So it, it's going to be incredible to see. Like you said, Ed Oliver, for some reason people have lost attention on him because he decided to sit out. I don't care that he decided to sit out. That does not bother me at all. Dude, go make your money. Uh-huh. Go make your money to help your family for however many generations they're smart with it. I- I'm totally down with that. Anybody can go do their thing. Does not bother me at all. Doesn't bother me about Bosa. The fact that he's fallen in some mock drafts makes me laugh. It shows you how stupid uh, a lot of these people are, like Mel Kuyper Jr. Because um, when you watch the tape, it's like uh, – they're like, oh, I had no idea this third, fourth-round pick was going to be good. Well, did you watch the tape? Like, the tape said they were going to be good. Judas Priest, it's not all about the combine. So, um, obviously, that ticks me off, too. I totally understand what you're talking about, man. Yeah. I mean, what I would like to see, and this is kind of what I was talking about last week, or the two weeks ago, where, you know, my my top five or my top ten – is is gonna is actually a whole lot different looking than what the actual um, the top ten players in the draft should always go within the top ten picks. Yeah, and we never ever see it see that see that. Yeah. So what I mean, what I would love to see, and unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to see it. Dude, give me your top what ten. I would love to see. Unfortunately, you're looking at Kyler Murray going first overall. Mm-hmm. It seems that the Cardinals have made their decision. Yeah, um, I'm confident Josh Rosen is going to be fine. But um, they've made their decision. I think they're going to have to eat, eat the cake now. Um, and uh, I think they're going to pick Kyler Murray in the first round. Overall pick, I think, I think Nick Bosa is going to go to uh, – I mean, you look at who the GM is of San Francisco and Johnny Lynch. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, a deep, he, you cannot pick Nick. You cannot pass up Nick Bosa, even though 
you know he would fit in the Cardinals defense. Cardinals should pick him up. They're not going to. Nick Bosa is going to be on number two overall. Pick him up by San Francisco. I think Juwan Taylor um, is going to go to the Jets. I think he's a he's the best tackle. You got it. You got to protect Sam Darnold. You got to protect Le'Veon Bell. You got to protect the massive amounts of money that you've spent. Yeah, absolutely. Best way to do that is to pick up an offensive line that you can build around. Then after that, I think it's Dude, you're breaking up. Did we lose you, Caleb? One second, guys. Um, go ahead if you're if you're there with us. Can you hear me? Yep, we're good. Okay. Um, one of the Devons, you know, is going to go in linebacker to um, the Buccaneers. I think. Yeah. Um, you got uh, Devin White and you got Devin Bush, LSU or Michigan. Okay, take mm-hmm. your pick. Both are solid picks. I think. Uh, de- I mean, we are desperate to see. <laughs> Buccaneers are desperate for a linebacker. They haven't had some. Uh, in forever, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Josh, I think you know that you got a got a kind of a crapshoot between Josh Allen and Rashawn Gary. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is the the best edge rusher uh, within the draft. Um, I think you'll you'll see either Josh Allen or Rashawn Gary go for the New York Giants, and then you're going to see another edge go for for Jacksonville. As mm-hmm. much as we would like to say Jacksonville would love to pick up a quarterback or a tight end. I think they're going to kind of hold it out. I think they're going to make another smart move and keep building on the defense that they have and see how Nick Foles does with the offense. Yeah. We've picked up a couple of, of, of uh, you know, wide receivers and, and stuff like that. And then you have, uh, um, so you got, I guess the Lions are next. And we really don't, we really don't get to offense until maybe the Bills, but they might get another edge, yeah. edge rusher. Um, you don't really get to offense until until you get to the Bills at nine and the Broncos at ten. I think the Broncos cannot pass up T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, as a tight end, I think they need to they need that depth um, at the at the tight end at the tight end position. Um, so I, I, I'd love to, again I'd love to see a first round where it's all defensive players or offensive line. Dude, We're that... just not going to see it. But that's my that's my top ten. I'd love to see it. Um, I got some other guys that could fall within the top 10. Um, but unfortunately what I would like to see and what's going to happen, uh, never happens. Yeah, so. absolutely. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to end us with the fact that I think the gem of the first round, um, is going to be Dexter Lawrence, who a lot of people have going extremely late in the first round. And why do I say that? He might not have seven, eight sacks like Albert Hainsworth did at some time or be like Alohi Nada or any of those guys um, or Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton. But what I see him doing, I see him making the biggest impact we've seen in a generation of defensive tackles plugging up the middle. And I guarantee wherever he goes – the middle linebacker, the middle linebacker and the weak side linebacker are going to have Pro Bowl years. And if he's not going to Pro Bowls, people will be smoking something. But Dexter Lawrence, I think, will be the gem 
of this draft. He's not the sexiest pick because he's not going to get you those sacks. But he's always, always going to demand two people. Because if you do not have two people on him, then he will get the sacks. That's the crazy thing about him. Being 330, 40 pounds, huge. And that yet he's on his feet like a ballerina. It's crazy. So right now, Dexter Lawrence is definitely my uh, um, gem of the first round. You have a gem of the first round that you can think of? I would love to see... I don't think he's going to go in the first round, but I think he should. Um, is Ankeel Harry? I don't even know how you say his first name. I'm, I heard it was Ankeel, <laughs> but who knows? But Arizona State, the guy, the guy is a, 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 an awesome uh, athlete. He's 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 big. He's young. He's only. He's only going to be 21 entering into the draft. That that is a big deal. Um, that is a big deal. Uh, he has he's run the the 40 uh, no slower than 4.5. Judas Priest. Um, so the the guy is. I would take him over DK Metcalf. I, I would take him over really any other. Um, Wide receiver, I think he's a diamond in the rough. I think this guy needs to get picked up, and I, I don't think they, I don't think he will. But I would love to see this guy. Uh, I mean, he's six four, two hundred ten pounds, but he's he's a big two ten. I like, I look at him, I'm like, there, how in the world is that guy two ten? Yeah. Um, I would love to see him go in the first round. I'd love for any team that picks him up. Jacksonville might even pick him up because we need depth at. At wide receiver. If anything, um, I don't know if you saw the news, um, Demarius Thomas went to the Patriots today. So the Patriots are, are looking for wide receivers. Yes, they are. Any any team that looks for wide receiver, whether that it needs to be our first pick or our second pick, Harry is the guy that you need to go with, I think. And so that's that's kind of my I can't wait I can't wait to watch this guy play. Dude, absolutely. I can't wait to watch him play. It's good stuff, man. We had a uh, we had good radio today, so a few a few dropouts, but that's that's to be expected with this stuff. So, but it was fun, man. It, it was good talking about yeah. the Masters. Let me rant about the Masters a little bit, and then talking a little football. Next week we'll get more into uh, some more draft picks and stuff like that, and we'll get into the NBA playoffs. I know you guys are like, "Whoa, Brandon, guys, you missed NBA playoffs." No, we didn't miss the NBA playoffs. It is a marathon, folks, with those playoffs. So we got to take our time. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, let's conquer this draft. Let's get past the Masters. And, dude, just like every week, uh, we have a lot more we can say, but time is not with us. So with that, man, CC out.